get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right there, moms and dads and boys and girls and chicken littles of all ages. You are back with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We are here once again, and this time... We have the whole band. Yeah, baby. Just for one week. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be further shenanigans. We're going to get to that in a second. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Somebody says to me, Hey, I can't find your podcast. Go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Like, you'll find everything. All the things. So, yeah, it's 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 stupid Mm -hmm. simple. (laughs) Stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. No, you're stupid. Yo, you're stupid. You're stupid. You're stupid. Oh, boy. But the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is not stupid. There's all kind of cool stuff there, including all the different ways to listen to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. The Spotify, uh, Apple Music, Player FM, YouTube. There's there's a ton of ways to, to find us and listen to us and enjoy that. Uh, show notes, all that stuff. You can find out, uh, find our old YouTube uh, archive with videos and interviews and things like that, as well as... Uh, access to our uh, private uh, Facebook group. So check that out, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com, WolfsCustoms.online. That's where you want to go to get custom uh, artwork, paint work done on your musical instrument. They uh, One of their uh, uh, hallmarks is something called Hollow Flash, which I don't even know how to describe, right, Mr. Pittsburgh? It's crazy. <clears throat> it's but super I, shiny. <clears throat> but I was telling Mr. Pittsburgh last week that I was uh, on Reverb and mm. ran across the guitar that Chris, mm-hmm. somebody signed that Chris had done. Nice. Fun. So, ne- He's Nito famous. Mos- it's like Nito <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be back. Uh huh. We missed you. S- anyways, uh, oh. check out go to wolfscustoms.online or find them on social media. Wolf's Customs. Tell them Ludini sent you. Uh, speaking of all the places to hear the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, one of our favorite ways uh, for you to listen to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is Rock Rage Radio. You want to go there and check that out because there is a free app there where you will hear great music programming 24-7, rockrageradio.com. <clears throat> Download the, what kind of app is it again, Lily? Free. Free app. And I have a, I have yuck, yuck, yuck. You got yuck, yuck in your I throat. I got yuck, yuck. Oh, uh, dirty. <laughs> I got, I was, me, I was hanging out with a guy today Excuse and he was me? talking about he had, <laughs> uh, since he had COVID, he's always, he wakes up and he has to clear his throat for two hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Hmm. Interesting. And he says his wife wants to kill him oh. over it. <laughs> well, that's just, I you mean, fucking stop that! I hate you. Doesn't that come with marriage? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just, just to give kill him. each other as part of marriage. <laughs> uh, he, she has an excuse now. That's right. All. <laughs> just makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Any who's it? What's it's? I um, yeah, RockRageRadio.com. It's a free app. Download tons of great music programming on there. Um, you're going to be doing more with that in the future. We started uh, this uh, past week posting the our little. Um, Audiograms Ooh. on the oh, Rock Rage nice. Radio Facebook page. Oh, yay. And I've got some people come into the Facebook group, our group over it, too. Cool. So it's like, you know, <clears throat> I was I was talking to my assistant and my, my VA, and I was like, you know, we have this. Lily posts in there constantly to promote her stuff. Mm-hmm. Why are we not promoting the, the Ludini Fine. Rock and Roll Circus? Blah. <laughs> Do it. So we're for a uh, much larger audience. Yeah, it's a great it's a great people. audience too. And uh, and I started participating too on comment because they always, you know, like today they had you know uh, you only have money for one album. Mm, I do love those. <clears throat> and they they oh, had yeah. like you know they had like five six records up there and you had to pick and 
Um, one of them was Cowboys from Hell. It was funny. Like nice. some people were like, you know, all the rest of them you can burn. They suck. You know, like real stuff. Like Metallica fans were like really hardcore. Yes. Um, it was. It was. People's comments were hilarious. So, I posted a GIF of a cowboy. <laughs> that was my. Because Cowboys from Hell was one of the albums. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I'm like, they, they, you know, I'm like, because I got, I got to do, I got to be me. I got to yeah, be Ludini. Yeah, Ludini got to be Ludini, <laughs> right? no matter what. Sure. No I got matter. you. But so Ludini <laughs> did that this week, and we uh, had a good time. That was fun. So check out nice. you. So so fun. You know, when you get when you find us uh, when you find a uh, Rock Rage Radio, there's links to there. Uh, Really awesome Facebook group, uh, so you want to you know check it out. It's just it's just a cool thing. RockRageRadio.com. So we are um, gonna uh, get into Mr. Jeff Beck. Oh, Jeff Beck passed away, and so did Lisa Marie yeah. Presley. Yes, right. What a bitch. <laughs> die the Not same, her, die the, just the, in general. No, right. die the same week as uh, yeah. Jeff Beck. Fuck her. Right. I used oh, to great. like her. Now she can go to hell. Right out of his sails. She might be in hell. Though. Lisa yeah, Ludini yeah, says, "Suck me." But you said that before she died. I'm telling you what, man. Well, she had a hit song. She had like she put out a record yeah. in the, like like in the late '90s or something, uh-huh, and uh-huh. had a video. She's like, Hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, and it was I actually remember liking the song. And like something was it something about it wasn't all the way to Memphis. Walking but I think in Memphis. It wasn't walking in Memphis. Oh, it was, it was actually, something. I, I think it was that. something to yeah, do with Memphis. With Memphis. Okay. You know. Hmm. Um. But so we so Lisa Marie. Has uh, left us as well as Jeff. She's left the building. Lisa Marie has left the building. Lisa Marie Presley has left the building. Mm -hmm. It was. uh, um, She was young. She was in her fifties. Fifty-four. 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 So like I'm older than her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. too. I'm not. No, you're not. You'll never be. (laughs) Well, well, maybe. Don't you remember? There's there's a line in your memory Uh where pop stars were older than you. Right, and then pop stars were younger than you. Yeah, that's like a You're like what, what happened? What yeah. happened? Yeah, that's like a thing. That's like a line you cross in your life, where all of a sudden you start to realize like all the people on TV and stuff are like no longer older than you. Mm-hmm. They're like all of them younger. Than you. You're like, and then people <clears throat> people like pass away, and they're like oh, they were seventy nine. You're like whoa, whoa what? Because I still see them as being well. In their here's 20s. the thing I've got to say about Jeff Beck, and I did not look at the stuff. There's, uh, I don't know, we can make a pull it up stuff about his last words, or and stuff like that. Who knows if any of that's true? Yeah. <clears throat> but um, he was essentially touring until he died. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. kind of he pulled a Lemmy. Yep. Kind of, kind of the same thing. Pretty yep. much, was playing until he died. Yes. Um, and. So, and then he had this great kind of like resurgence. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of like just kind of guesting on people. He was like this mysterious guy yeah. who would show up on Tina Turner's yeah. album, right. Funny Guy's yeah. album. You know, he plays a guitar solo on um, Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I saw wow. that when I researched him today. Well, so, I mean, there's something. all kind of really cool things that he was kind of doing in the background. Yeah. And he was, you know, so we're going to get it. We're going to get into it. We're going to be talking about Jeff Beck. Uh, sure. Rest in peace. Um, so. But before we get into all that, um, it's been a uh, an exciting week or two. So mm-hmm. Lil, we're going to get with visit with Lily first oh, because yes. Lily hasn't been here, <laughs> and some exciting things have happened. Some well, my birthday happened, so now I'm, you oh, know, twenty five. Yeah, great. <laughs> or forty one, whatever it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and two days later, I 
my sister had a baby, and now I have a niece, and she's super. Oh, Remember, you were concerned you were gonna have the same birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I almost happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So close. I'm yeah. glad Amy didn't come out to the casino because all the excitement made him, you know, got, made her go yep. into labor yep. or something. I actually went to a rodeo what? the weekend after my birthday, and yeah. it was in Ohio of all places, but it was at the Garwood Arena. And it was an actual, like, legit rodeo. Like, they had the bull riding and wow. the calf hog tying. Okay, what back thing. up? Hold on. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Lily V6 does not simply go no. to a rodeo yeah. of her, like, own <laughs> volition. So what is, what, what's going on? What prompted a rodeo? I wanted to do something different, and uh, my best friend also said she wanted to do something different, and right. we also wanted to scam on, you know, cowboys. Mm-hmm. So we found a rodeo in Ohio. And it was not what we expected with the w- boys, boys, not men. There were boys and there were fights and it was really yeah. interesting, but there were no hot men there to look at. But the rodeo was fun to watch anyway. So, yeah, it all stemmed from let's go look at some country boys. Basically. Well, yeah, <clears throat> just I got fun. country boy favor. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then um, uh, Friday this past week, I went to uh, the J&D winery over by the casino in um, Meadowlands. And I saw a comedy show there and drank two bottles of wine. So, that was fun. How Actually, it was do? really... Apparently, sure. these guys have been on like American Idol and stuff. And the first guy wasn't so funny. The second guy was hysterical. Almost peed my pants several times. Can't comedy remember his name. fucking hard, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one thing for us to just kind of cut up. Goofing, you know, that's yeah, one goofing, goofing around. around. But like, those guys that get up there by themselves mm-hmm. and they've got to make... Okay, make me laugh, motherfucker. Right, like, yeah, that's like, your... Whoa. Come on, funny boy. The, he wasn't doing comedy for the crowd that was there, so it was like an older uh, 40s and up sort of crowd, except for one group of 22-year-olds who knew nothing either. So he, none of his jokes were really landing with the people, you know, so it wasn't as funny. But the second guy, I, I almost pissed my pants. It was so funny. <laughs> and then I watched Clerks 3. That's what I've there done. <laughs> yeah, we, um, <laughs> we, talk, we had the Clerks 3 um, discussion last yeah. week. Yes. <clears throat> and... Um, I will this. I've complicated feelings about the movie because mm-hmm. it's one of those movies. It is a great movie. Yes, I will never watch it again. No, it was too <laughs> like. There's will. a couple. There's some. No, movies I may like, not. I, another yeah. movie. I may. I'm. It's been like 30 years, but the movie kind of like fucked me up. Was Natural Born Killers. And oh yeah, it's a great. It's one of those great movies, but mm-hmm. I don't think I could watch. There are it parts again. of that movie mm. that I just can't get past. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I just. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I could sit through it, but it's a, it's great. It's brilliant, yes. but just, you know, it's only, you know. Yeah. But Clerks 3 was, um, it was a bait and switch, a spoiler alert, because <clears throat> it's not really, it's more like a, a kind of like what? Like melodrama yeah. with some comedy in it. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's a kind of, you know, <clears throat> soul-searching kind of, you know, you know, what's, you know, what why are we all here? What are we doing with mm-hmm. our lives? You mm-hmm. know, kind of, <clears throat> kind of story with smatterings. Of comedy, and there are some really fucking funny moments. Oh, yeah. There's a handful of really funny yeah. moments in it. Um, I really wish they would have completely. I thought that they copped out by not doing something with the um, the, uh, the the donkey show scene. Uh, yeah, I was I was, I was, I was, I was waiting so for excited. It. I was waiting for that. <laughs> like, they're gonna like, they're gonna do something crazy, and they did not. Oh, that's do it. too bad. And I, I thought it was so odd, like an obvious choice, but they shied away from it. They yeah, I do yeah. like that they used. A lot of the old actors from right. the original Clerks and Clerks 2, though, yep. in yep. the yep. film. I thought that was cool. Of co- well, yeah, of co- uh, yeah, of course. That's but you like, know how that, that's does, like that their, sometimes doesn't happen. <laughs> that's their, like, troop. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I'm such a big Kevin fan, Kevin Smith fan that, like, you, I absolutely... Did you name yourself after him? I named myself after him. <laughs> that uh, 
that like during cl- most of his later movies, recent movies, like I get all excited when I see his mom. Yes, right. Oh, like there's there's <laughs> that, that's not what she sounds like. How do you know? But uh, oh, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> but I'm like, well, there's his mom. I think that's so cute that he puts his mom in there. <laughs> And his daughter and his wife. Yep. Oh, well, of course, his daughter always has to be in there. So, well, <clears throat> Francis Ford Coppola is famous for that. Yeah. 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 You know, he, he gets the whole family. He had Kevin Smith's mom? He had Kevin Smith's mom. She was in Apocalypse <laughs> Now? Maybe. Mm. Yeah. I didn't see that, so I don't know. There's, um, like, <laughs> in that in the movie, um, Hearts of Darkness, where they tell the story of Apocalypse yeah. Now, he's, like, narrating. He goes, oh, yeah, and there's Sophia. She's yeah. in her yeah, diaper. Yeah, I've that, yeah. <clears throat> yep. That's great. And stuff yeah. like that. His wife was, isn't that interesting? They were, he was filming his movie, which was a hard fucking movie oh to make. Really intense. Yeah. Went over budget, over time. F- Martin Sheen has a heart attack. Oh. Right? <clears throat> yeah. While during the making of the movie. That's his name, right? Martin Sheen. Not Martin, Martin, hey, not Martin, Martin Short. Martin Sheen. Yeah. Oh, Martin, great, though, if Martin Short was a movie. I kind of feel like that, that would be a completely different movie. Somebody needs to make that. Other movie. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that movie. Martin <laughs> we, Short in we, Apocalypse Now. Well, you oh, know that, that when Martin Sheen had the heart attack, his brother st- uh, like would stand in for him certain scenes. Did you know that? What? I did not know that, that but that did you true. know oh, yes. that, that Harvey Keitel, they shot most a lot of the movie with Harvey Keitel yes. as the main yes. character, yes. and it, they had to fire him. And uh, He but just wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> the scenes were, um, but there's some far away shots. Right, that's actually, it's Harvey. That's yeah. him. They're yeah. like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but anyways, he's making his movie. It's a, it's a total motherfucker. And... His wife is making a movie of him like having like a conniption every day. Yeah, having you know breakdowns I mean? on set. Like, I mean, like you know, that's your wife, dude. Like you, yeah. you know, that, that's a, the kind of that's the person who tells you what's what. You exactly. know, and it'd be like I would do. I would think I would feel so like kind of inhibited. <clears throat> if, but maybe you know, who knows? I mean, they work together all the time. And she's a filmmaker in her own yeah, right, so yeah. it was probably not a thing. But um, yeah, that, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. But yeah, Clerks Three, <laughs> yeah. okay, movie. Um, but just you know, be prepared. Box of Kleenex. Yes. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not just like a little sad. No, Box it's, of Kleenex. Yeah. Anything else, Miss Lily? That's all I got. There's stuff coming up. We can. Did you want to talk about that now or, now or later? We'll do that later. Okay. That'll, that's we'll close out. With <laughs> okay. That. All right. <clears throat> um, Mr. Pittsburgh. Hey, everybody. What's up? Mr. Pittsburgh is in the house. I am. And uh, what did you get up to this past week? Anything so there? hey Lou, you didn't know me, right? I love movies. Obviously, because we're talking about movies, okay? Uh, but I listen to a lot of podcasts about movies. Some of them are just so fucking dull. But I, I stumbled upon one called Shat the Movies, okay. which is like at the movies, if you remember, with Cisco Niebert. Uh-huh. At the okay. And it's done really well. well. I listened to the one about Full Metal Jacket. Oh. And I learned something, Lou. I have a Full Metal Jacket thing on my in my notes for later on, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's probably not the same thing, but I learned something about Full Metal Jacket. The one guy was saying, you know, that that whole, um, you know, the, the prostitute. me, love you a long, long time. time right, right, $15, right? Um, and they were like, um, they were like, okay, well, let's take a look at this scene. And By the way, no offense about the, the Asian joke. No, 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 the this Asian is voice. from the movie. It's just actually in the movie. You know, yeah. But no, that's actually how Asian people sound, but go ahead. <laughs> There I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't mean anything by it. No, no, no. no, no offense. No offense. No offense. No, no, I, you know. I'm okay just saying. Now. 
<clears throat> Did you ever did you see the guy in TikTok who's like he's stand up comedian and he comes out and he starts his opening? He gives this like whole like prepaid like prepared statement yeah. about like any jokes I'm about to tell you know what I mean? Right, just right, right. And just it, he goes on and on. It's really yes, funny. Yes, but, yes. It's like I'm a disclaimer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. You'll so anyway, the guys, I, the, the one guy's like, okay, well let's take a look at this. 1967, fifteen dollars would be the equivalent today of one hundred twenty five dollars. And he's like, if you look at that scene and go, wow, is Joker going to pay her $125 just for a quickie? That's not a bargain. <laughs> but you have to listen to the dialogue. What does she say? Me love you long time. In Vietnam, you could be loved short time, which was just a quickie, or long time, which was the entire evening. So... So hundred and some hundred and twenty five bucks for the entire evening to do anything, that was quite a bar. Yeah, well, wait a minute here. Hold on. Yes. Hold on a minute. To hold on. Yes. Hold on. There's sure. another layer to this. Okay. Oh, talk boy. to me, Goose. In nineteen sixty whatever dollars. Sixty seven. Yes. In nineteen sixty seven dollars. <laughs> right. A hundred and some dollars. Yes. Like that. A hundred bucks in nineteen sixty seven was probably like a thousand dollars today. Well, yeah, but it wasn't a hundred. It was only fifteen dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. taking it to the next level. Yes, you are. T- you're you're <clears> over tanking L- it. Ludini is overtaking it. The thing about it is, Joker talked her down to what five bucks, <laughs> which is probably like what seventy five dollars. He knows how to haggle. Yeah, seventy five bucks <laughs> for the whole oh, night. Joker. Yeah, yeah, girl, to be with you for the whole night, a uh, hundred and what fifty? One hundred twenty five. One hundred twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's that. That's actually that's a deal. That's a deal. And she was cute. She was. Cute. I mean, she was kind of she obnoxious. Had a cough. Yeah. She had a Wait cough. Wait a minute. I usually you know, just get the herpes, in a movie. The herpes weren't showing. It, no, you know, no, no, she, it wasn't, you know, she was in. Make the... sure you just go with the ones that cough. All right. But that, yeah, so I learned that over the uh, last couple of days. So, <laughs> That's yes. awesome. Yeah. I have out. a full metal jacket thing on my on oh. on the notes for later on today. See? Something completely different. Great but, minds. <clears throat> Great minds but, yeah, think alike. Absolutely. Um, Ludini. Yeah. Got it up the poop shoot this past week. Yes, oh. you did, and I was there. Wait, Mr. Pittsburgh was that there. That was wrong. I should. I, we need I'm to clarify. Leaving. We need to clarify this. I um, I had my first colonoscopy. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm, <laughs> it won't be his last. It's so funny. The drummer Luke in my band. We're supposed to practice next week. He's like, dude, I'm getting a colonoscopy. I'm like, dude. have fun with that. You know, there, there's, there's like, was it, well, they were having a sale. A two for one. <laughs> um, you guys hold each other's hands during the procedure. That's really sweet. Kind of like a couple's massage. No, it's nothing like very that. Very special. But everybody, massage. you do the prep, right? And you evacuate right. for a few. I, honestly, I was way more like gigged up and like kind of psyched out about it than I needed to be. It was yeah. like absolutely nothing. Yeah. I sat on the couch, finished and or played the guitar uh-huh. and would, and went to the bathroom about every 20 minutes. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was like, oh, it was boy. no, the only thing that happens is your Buckeye gets sore yeah. from all the wiping. Imagine that. <laughs> Next time I will have one wipe Charlie's or something there. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> I didn't think about that. Um, A little tip what, from in, your in, old in my, Ludini. Yep. Yeah. So Ludini says, get to one wipe well. Charlie's. <laughs> Wait, Next time we get a colonoscopy. Right Here's the, so, um, so the colonoscopy was a total riot. Michael Jackson came up three times. 
We walked in. That this is hilarious. We walk in the place, and I'm like, kind of trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. I haven't eaten since Wednesday night. Yes, Nothing solid. Okay. Shat my guts out the night before, and it's like it's now. It's like afternoon, and I have. It's just been like a day and a half, like nothing, right. and I'm starving, and I just want to get this fucking thing over with. And I'm walking there, I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. Oh, we don't have masks. Right. We forget masks. Oh, it's a whole thing. And but uh. Mr. Pittsburgh goes like, I thought Michael Jackson died. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how's Michael Jackson? I looked up and they have a giant screen TV and there's what? Some Michael Jackson some impersonator. who was really good. Doing the moonwalk and singing some Michael Jackson song. So, so wait a minute. It, it, it continues. Yeah. It continues. So when they finally, I do the thing and they take me back to the, uh, <clears throat> to get me prepped and everything. The doctor comes in and says, oh, you know, we're going to give you propofil, 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 propofil. He says, you know. Michael Jackson liked it so much he took it home with him. <laughs> and we call, and he goes, we refer to it around here as Jackson's juice. Oh, and the, and, and his assistant behind me goes, no, it's Michael's milk. I keep telling you. <laughs> and they were like, they were like the fucking like Abbott and Costello. They were really That's funny. They, everybody there was fucking hilarious. They kept, they made you laugh the whole time. And then when I got into the OR, when they wheeled me in there, they have music playing, uh-huh. and it's some Michael Jackson song. Oh, that's awesome! <clears throat> you know, not and I and and then and I said I roller skated to this song, and then so where'd you roller skate? I says I had to roll our skate in Cannesburg, and the girl said I roller skated at spinning wheels, and oh. I said I was I roller skated there as well, oh. and the next thing I knew I was in the recovery room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. She said like I think she said to me something like your arm is gonna is gonna hurt when I put this in, and I never. Nope. No, nope. <laughs> passed out. Yeah, he passed actually out. misunderstood and what then she said. It wasn't an arm that was going to hurt when I put this in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was like simple. And, and, oh, and the good cool. news is, I don't have to have another one for ten years. Hey, that's you're amazing. Ten year checkup. All right. Good. Well, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I was kind of bummed out. No. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> there was a guy across the hall. Man, he had real fucking problems. Oh. Like he had no. I mean, he had had like. You, they all kind of like problem like I mean like made me think like I don't want to tell the guy's business but like made me appreciate appreciate like yeah. man I'm like if this is all I got going on mm-hmm. like you know you know but but, French, but it actually was not but I hadn't had coffee either that oh, you know I yes. can't live without coffee oh boy it was the second time that week I went to, had to go no coffee I'll tell you that in a second <laughs> probably had headaches are you kidding oh my god's headaches mm-hmm. so so I didn't have any coffee either so I was dying. Because was the first thing we did. We went to eat, and I got coffee, coffee. And, and whiskey. <laughs> yep, yep. A grand Fucking combination. Shocker. I mean, I we picked that. We picked the man, fuck out, so man. Good. We went to Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> ate all the things. Everything, everything. on the menu. Yeah. I wanted everything. And then I came home and had it and uh, had some uh, marijuana. Oh my. So marijuana with the, with the stuff. The holy fuck. Yes, yeah, good. Fucking <laughs> you like huh? high again. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking out with my cock out. I'll bet you oh, were. Boy. But um, pre earlier in the week, and we did not talk about this on last week's show, was I was um, uh, been having some problems, and uh, it, you know, nowadays it takes a month to get to see your PCP. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. So I got to see him on the Tuesday between Christmas and New Year's, and he said, well, "I got to send you for a stress test." 
Oh yeah. Okay. And then and then and then I I kind of put that out of my mind, but I got a phone call like a week later saying you're scheduled, blah blah blah. And ever since I got the phone call, to the time I went to go have the stress test, I was losing my mind. You're like, stressed uh, out. Yeah, I was stressed out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was thinking about all oh, man. He's gonna you know he's gonna they're gonna want to put a stent in. Or maybe I need a bypass. Or mm. like, you know, Jesus, <clears throat> you just worry. Well, too I much. know somebody wow. who's not old who yeah. had like just the mildest like symptoms and had to have like a triple oh, bypass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They'd open his chest and the whole goddamn thing. So um, so I'm like kind of freaking out about this. So I had that on, on Tuesday. That was the day we recorded last time, mm-hmm, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to talk about it. And um, but the it. day, but the day um, before, I could not have any caffeine the whole day before. Oh, yeah, 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 and here I am, st- completely stressed out over this pers- this this stuff, uh-huh. and I was an asshole to absolutely oh. everybody I came into contact with. I, you know, I went in there uh, um, on, but went went back on Wednesday after the proceed after the stuff, and um, I had to apologize to everybody. But Ludini is fine. I, uh, after all that, it, it was like they're like. Totally, like you have no blockages. You're like ready to rock. You actually did very well on the on the treadmill. Yep, like yep. so, that was the so it was a whole week of like you know getting poked and prodded mm-hmm. and you know. So that was that was my week. No wow. good rock concerts for Ludini this nope, week. Nope, no, sorry. <laughs> but I'm gonna go to some. I heard that the uh, winery dogs are coming in February. You're correct. Ooh. If it's not sold out. But I, don't I, might think it try, is yet. I might try to get a uh, ticket to that show. <clears throat> That's a great band. They got a new song out. It's pretty good. I, you, somebody can use that for the new and notable. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, did you watch anything? So other than Clerks, did you watch anything, Mister Pittsburgh? Other than the podcast about the uh, Full Metal Jacket? No. Okay, because I watched. Um, <clears throat> I took I took photos of the things because I like. <laughs> I can't work without notes. I yeah, just, neither can I. I, have to, yeah. I need them to be clear. Even when I get into arguments, I need to write down notes. Yeah, yeah, hold on. It's like for real, I, I do. remember this. So, um, <clears throat> you guys ever heard of this movie called Everyone's Going to the World's Fair? No. I've heard of it. Okay, it came out to like a lot. It's some like, it's an indie movie that's like, it's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. it's pretty professional for an indie movie. <clears throat> there are scenes where it's very obvious it's an indie movie, but for the most right. part, it like kind of looks and feels like a legitimate movie. Um, I'm sorry, I know I'm saying like indie movies aren't legitimate movies, but you know what right. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like professional, like <clears throat> not the Hollywood think. style. Yeah, kind of right. with some Bells of the yeah, whistles. Look, yeah, exactly. So, but I have no idea what this movie was about. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know if she went to the World's Fair. She didn't go to the World's Fair. What the fuck? That it's like it's False what it is. What the World's Fair is, and I don't care if it's a spoiler. You, you shouldn't even watch this movie. Don't waste your time. <laughs> if I wasn't sitting there playing my my uh, brand new uh, Les Paul, yeah. I, I would have been pissed. But I was playing guitar, so it wasn't You're a big happy. deal. I was in a good mood, in a good place. But it was. Um, you know, this is internet challenges. It was what it was about. So there's oh. this internet challenge called the World's Fair. Okay. And they never show you exactly what it is, hmm. but they show people taking the challenge, and it's like you see, they, you see them turn it on, and there's like you see this flashing on their faces uh-huh. and and all this stuff like that, and then weird shit starts to happen. They start to notice weird things. They start to you know. Have like kind of, and so you don't know—is it hallucinations? Did they open the gateway to the right? You know, oh, some boy. kind of dimension. Like what? Oh, what happened? And this—the girl that's really centers around this young, very young 
uh, girl, this actress, who's actually pretty good. She does pull off. It really looks like some teenage girl mm -hmm. who's kind of like really awkward in her bedroom mm -hmm. talking about this internet. She's doing like a vlog over this mm -hmm. this uh, World's Fair challenge that she took. <clears throat> but I have no idea what happened. I don't know if she went wow. to the World's Fair, if she just imagined it. Um, it, it was confusing. There was there, there was stuff that happened in the movie that I felt like they didn't circle back to and explain. Um, but it got some accolades, maybe because it was weird. But it's stupid weird. <laughs> just fucking, it's just weird. fucking weird. It's just fucking weird. Okay, I have uh, I have one thing. What's his name? Harmony. Jeez, I can't remember the uh, director's name. But I saw an interview with this... eHarmony. No, it's <laughs> dot com. Clavon or something like that. And he's a director. And, and you, hey Lou, you ain't know me. I like quirky movies, right? So I saw an interview with him from years ago on David Letterman, and he's kind of a Brian... Letterman! Remember that? <laughs> yes. He's kind of a Brian Smith-looking kind of guy, and they're talking about his new movie, Gummo. G-U-M-M-O. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen Gummo? I, I've not seen I've it. I have not seen it, but I know... Keith loves that movie. It's, ve it's very fucked up. It I have, is very I have, fucked He up. keeps telling me I need to watch Gummo. I All right, I'll let you borrow it. it. So I'm like, I gotta watch it, because uh, Chloe's... Sec Sevigny, Sevigny, I love her. I loved her since American Psycho. But anyway, so she's in, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I find it on Amazon, get it, put it in. I'm ready for it. I'm like, what the no, fuck is this? No, you're not ready. This? Yeah, it's. I, I've ready. heard it compared to kind of Eraserhead. That's another one. Yes, that's very exactly. Weird, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. If I were to go back and rewatch it with a better mindset, understanding what it is, I might like it. But it was just very, very strange. It's just a bunch of vignettes, basically, about this town who a tornado came through. And now they're all just kind of like, um, well, let's just say po-white trash, kind of. And, you know, their day-to-day -day lives. And But it was very, very strange. And I'm like, okay. So I did see Gummo. Yeah, I, I mean, you could put that in. I'd put Gummo... Uh, it, with pink flamingos. Yes, that's another one. It's <laughs> See, like, what the fuck? That. Is that I shit? still yes. love that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I love. I, I am gonna. I am gonna. I will. I will sit through that again. Oh yeah, I will watch it oh, again. Yeah. But man, at the time, I was. I was like, like what the fuck is this? What am I, what am I watching? watching? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Shit, <laughs> I, I suspected that it was maybe it was great, but I just wasn't there yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was too, like yeah. I wanted to see robots and space things and monsters and stuff. I didn't right, want to see... Point, you didn't yeah, see this. Really something artsy, artsy like, you know, like, like Yeah, yeah really. it was like, what the fuck is this garbage? Interesting. Um, right. I also saw a movie, uh, an old movie based off a Stephen King short story called Hearts in Atlantis with Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. And it is very good. Yeah? It is really, really good. Uh, Anton Yeltsin, rest in peace, mm -hmm. is uh, he's, he's, plays, he's a little boy in it. He's wow. really good. Okay. Um, it's... Uh, if you've never seen it, it was one of those movies that like came and went, never saw. Right. But uh, Anthony Hopkins, of course, he's oh, fucking yeah, he's... awesome in it. Um, it's not. It's a. It's one of Stephen King's. Like, it's more in this in the vein of like a Stand by Me. It's okay. not mm -hmm. like a mm -hmm. scary, scary. There's a kind of spooky element mm -hmm. to it, but it's mainly mm -hmm. a kind of like touching story. Right. You know. Okay. Um, and um, you you've ever seen John dies at the end? No. You we, should watch we've it. We've no. talk you about should, this. I don't know if you would like it or not. It might be too. Well, you might like it, um, but it's this movie um, about these guys that are, um, Paul Giamatti is in it. So okay. like some yes, cred, yes, all right. Cred to, there's actually a couple of like well-known actors yeah. here and there spattered through I'm it. I'm going to read this real quick. Um, but it's a kind of, uh, um, these two guys are like, uh, Ghost Hunters is not, the, is not doing them justice. Mm -hmm. They deal with like 
they're more like Ghostbusters. Okay. You know, so like they deal with these crazy entities and stuff like that, but they take this stuff called the sauce. So they call soy hey, sauce. Sauce. Soy sauce. And when you take soy sauce, all of a sudden, like everything fucking opens up to you. Interesting. And so, and, 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 you know, so it's like a, it, the movie's like a drug strip. It's got very quippy dialogue. The two guys, uh-huh. the two main characters are really funny. There's a lot of that. It's like an action. It's like a uh, horror comedy. Okay. Um, if you never see, it, it's worth it. It's not boring. Like is it, it newer? Very fast. Um, two thousand and what did you see, Lily? Two thousand. I didn't notice the year. I just something like that. It up and okay, I didn't know. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Oh, okay. 20, okay. Yeah, twenty twelve. And um, if, I, I really don't know how to describe what they're doing, but there's like. They're like kind of moving back and forward in time. There's yeah. all these different elements to it. That might be slightly too sci-fi for me, but I'll try it. <laughs> it yeah, there's no like. It is very, but it is. There's a lot of gross stuff in oh, it too. Ooh, there's, I, like okay, it. I don't care there, about there, gross stuff. There's bo- I'm, I'm saying is like I know you like horror stuff because yeah. a lot of it's. I think I would call it a uh, horror comedy. Okay. Um, uh, in the spirit of Tucker and Dale. Okay. Okay. I love Tucker. That needs a rewatch. This is this is. I just watched that again. This is a little different than, but it has the same kind kind of vibe. Okay. Okay. I will try it. All right. I will try that. So, check. You know. So those are just a couple of things that um, I participated in this week. I had, as you can see, I had a pretty full week. Yeah, you full. (laughs) Full. Sorry. Wow. Build, you're full, you're all right. You're up. full of shit. Not yeah, anymore. Not any- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, children. All right, let's we are do going it. to talk about uh, Jeff Beck. Um, Your so idol. let's go ahead. My my idol, my American. I know he's not American. He's not American. <laughs> he's English. Let me read my things. Is that what read you're looking at? Me? Read your thing. Do you need more light? Um, no, I need glasses. Oh. Which we're not going to talk about now. Oh boy. Um, English guitarist rose to prominence as a member of the rock band the Yardbirds, Ooh. and afterwards founded and fronted the Jeff Beck Group, and Beck Bogert, and is it Apathy? Apathy, okay. Peace, Apathy. Yeah. I don't. I never know how to say that, and everybody has it different. Uh, in '75, he switched to um, an instrumental style with focus on innovative sound, and his releases span genres and styles ranging from blues rock, hard rock, jazz fusion, and a blend of guitar rock and electronica. He uh, first guitar was he built himself out of a fence post and really? uh, cigar boxes too. Cigar boxes, yeah, wow. all the things. Um, he's always in the list of top five guitarists. He's the guitarist guitarist. He is one of the most influ- influential guitarists of all time. If you don't like Jeff Beck, then you like Eric Clapton, or you like you know Van Halen. It's Jimmy. <laughs> here, the, it's the, tr- the, the the holy tr- uh, trinity from the British guitarists was Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Those, that's the Holy Trinity. Yep, right there. Exactly. Uh, and you know, and of course, nipping at their heels is Richie Blackmore and mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Tony Iommi. Yep. You know, and that all. You know, but they, the, you got to give the devil his due. Those three guys, like, <laughs> invented pretty much everything everybody oh, yeah. else did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when he was young, he sang in the church choir. Uh, Les Paul. Um, he said that Les Paul is the first electric guitar player who impressed him. So what happened was. What had happened was... Les Paul and Mary Ford, like, Jeff's an old dude. He was 79 yeah. years old, okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, eight, almost eight fucking decades. Yeah. That's a lot That's of a lot shit. Of time. That is you know, a lot. And, and he came, when he came up, like, there was nothing like we have now at all. The world was really, really different. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, he says his mother was musical. She played the piano. He says he wasn't into any of that. But he heard Les Paul on television. Mm-hmm. And, um... 
he that like really caught his attention. His mother was like, well, you know, oh, that's just a bunch of tricks. He doesn't, he's like, they speed that up and everything like that. And he goes, good. That's I like what he that. Wanted. That's what yeah. he wanted. <laughs> yeah. That's what he wanted. Speed that shit up. I, I, I love it. And um, so Les Paul is like the kind of like his sort of like first inspiration. Okay. Yes. Yes. You, you want to, I don't want to steal too much thunder, but. This is your guy. You can talk about yeah. it. <laughs> he cited his other major influences. Um, the Shadows, Cliff Gallup, uh Ravi Shankar, uh, Roy Buchanan, Chad Atkins, Django Reinhardt, Steve Cropper, and Lonnie Mack. Okay, we have to talk about Cliff Gallup. Okay. Uh, Cliff Gallup oh. was a guitarist with Gene Vincent and the Blue Cats. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and they I think he only did a couple of, uh, he did maybe six, seven cuts with them. Like, he wasn't with them a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did um, the, the song, the, their big song, Bebop Alua, which is in right. the movie, um, is it The Girl Can't Help It? It's movie features a whole bunch of rock. Right. Uh, it's either. Um, I think it might be the girl can't help it. Damn it! It's on the. I just. I just knew it. I, anyways, it, it has left me. <laughs> Ludini. Ludini has uh, left his mind uh, on something else. But anyways. It's okay. Um, that brought Gene Vincent uh, like to prominence on the song "Bebop Alua," which is the mm-hmm. big, which was his, which was a big hit, and he, Jeff Beck, really loved the guitar on that. Many years later, he filled in. He they, he did a record with those guys. Oh, cool! They did a record to Crazy Legs. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so he he brought he brought that he brought that together. But um, that was his one of his. So he that and Les Paul. So like rock and roll, as we we always think of like the Beatles and the Stones as kind of inventing mm-hmm. rock and roll. But here's a guy who is pre rock. He's right. getting. He's like. He's like the Beatles and the Stones, in, in the sense that he's getting into music before uh-huh. rock is a thing. Right. You know. He. Um. So. Um. So that's how far. What I'm trying to get at is that's how far back. back that's how deep goes, yeah. it goes with him. Continue. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> he's credited for uh, popularizing the use of audio feedback and distortion on guitar. Before Beck's arrival, guitar playing generally conformed to the clean, bright, and jangly. jangly Sounds of early 1960s British invasion bands or the bluesy aesthetic of the 1950s African-American performers like Muddy Waters and Bo Diddley. Um, During the Yardbirds, he experimented with feedback, distortion, and fuzz tone, pushed the band into directions that would open the door for psychedelic rock, and blah, blah, blah. We don't care about any of that. He, um, the Yardbirds, um... (laughs) He replaced Eric Clapton was getting really pissed off at the Yardbirds because there's a shock because yeah. he wanted to be a blues he wanted to be a blues man right mm-hmm. so um and he thought that like when the Yardbirds did blues that they did it really cheesy yeah. and he was like you know and so he decided that he was going to leave the group and so they were there was only one choice to replace Eric Clapton that was Jimmy Page. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy is like, man, I'm making mega bucks as a session guitarist. I don't really want to right. give that up. Um, and he's, but I know my friend Jeff Beck. Now Jimmy and Jeff were grew up together. They were childhood oh, wow. okay. chums. Yep. Yeah. And Jimmy had money, and yes. Jeff did not. And they and Jimmy would go. Jeff would go over there, and Jimmy actually had like real guitars. Yeah. You know, and Jeff yeah. was like, you know, here's my guitar I made out of a piece of wood or whatever. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, Jimmy had a, like a record collection 
And so Jeff was constantly like grabbing Jimmy's records mm-hmm. and listening to him, to uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, to that music and, and and getting getting inspired and getting ideas and wanting to make more sounds. Also, Jimmy had a had a uh, uh, real real recorder. So like oh, Jimmy okay. was like the shit, you know, yeah, like, oh, coolest yeah. guy. Yeah, so you know, kind of like um, when I come over to your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was like I don't know if it was like this, but I could kind in my mind I was like you know. Jimmy, my name's Jeff. Can I be your friend? <laughs> <laughs> You're cool. Um, but anyway, so he, so that's how he got the gig in the Yardbirds. Is Je- Jeff was playing? He was doing like a blues yeah. thing or whatever. But he said, he said, how he found out about the gig was he cl- jumped off stage at this with this blues thing he was doing, and the manager for the Yardbirds already put his arm around me. He says, he says, I got you the greatest gig ever. He says, You're in the Yardbirds now. <clears throat> and so he thought it was great and he really yeah. he really enjoyed it and was having fun for a while for a while for a while yeah and then he got he did. got frustrated with it he got bored with it yeah. it wasn't what he wanted they were doing these uh, tours where um <laughs> it, it was like dick dick Clark's Cavalcade of Stars yeah. or something oh, like brother. that. Yeah. And they would go around all around the country, like mm-hmm. all in one van. It was like 10 bands. Yeah, oh boy. You know, and it wasn't, and it, well, they, a lot of them, all, most of them weren't really even rock bands. They were kind of like, you know, like really poppy, you know, right, bubblegum, right. that's yes. what they call it, <laughs> yes, yes. kind of stuff. And they said that the, the bus stank and it was like really bad. And they would go and they would get up and play four songs. You had to play like play your ball. four hits. Yeah. And then you were, that's all you were doing. And they were getting paid to do it and everything, but Jeff lost his mind. Yeah. He, what he started doing on the tour was he... W- okay, so there was like something like 11 or 12 Marshall amplifiers in the United States at that time. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Jeff had to have a Marshall amplifier. So they get to go up to play the first gig. He smashes the t- amplifier. Oh. <laughs> So he calls the manager, tells his managers, "You got to get me another amplifier for tomorrow night." So he calls his manager, calls all around the country, uh-huh. gets another Marshall amplifier to get to the gig the next night. Jeff mm-hmm. smashes the amplifier again, throws out a, a window a or something. Oh, there was a window at the at the edge of the stage, and he threw the head out That's the window, and smashed it on the sidewalk. Yes. Um, See, this is like three times. They literally, they use almost every Marshall amplifier in the United States at that time, <laughs> just for Jeff Beck. Right. So, you know, the, that's like obnoxious, and I'm sure the guys in the band and his, the man were pissed the fuck off. Yep. But that's so epic. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's just rock like, and roll. That's man. rock and roll. That's so fucking, <laughs> mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. when you, when we talk about rock stars, and we go, what makes somebody rock, that's the shit that makes you a rock that's star. I'm is. sorry. It's not real pretty at the time. You piss a lot of people off. But then, when it all works out, people are like, what the, you a crazy motherfucker. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? you know, it's uh, and I think it's a testament to I think his music is like that. Music, Jeff has a lot of aggression in way right. he, the way he tacks the notes and everything. Yep. It's very you know very very intense. So he's an intense person. When he's pissed about something, that's how it's gonna fucking be. You know. Exactly. But at this point, he had asked Jimmy Page to uh, join uh, join join the band, and um, Jimmy was playing bass. But uh, Jeff just left the tour. He yeah. just in the middle. He's like, "Goodbye, so, I'm yeah. done. I can't do this." this We've run out of Marshall lamps. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I just can't do this. And he, he just, he said that they were in the hotel, and he said, "Jimmy says, can you think you could handle the guitar work on the stuff?" And Jimmy's like, "Absolutely." He goes, "I can't deal with this anymore. I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, so that was the end of his his mm. uh, 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 tenure mm-hmm. in the Yard Birds. In the Yard Birds, which was twenty months. <laughs> well, there you go. But but what a twenty months! I yeah. know, right? right? You know those songs like um, "For Your Love" and um, uh, Eight Miles High" and um, mm-hmm. "Shapes of Things." Those are like that's like the stuff that 
that started it all. Yeah. You know, he's part of, like, that lineage, you know. I'm sorry, continue. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, well, he did join the Yardbirds in 65 and, of course, was left slash fired for difficulties caused mm-hmm. by perfectionism, explosive temper, and no-shows. So mm. there's that. But uh, before that, he was in a band when I'm going to look up later. I just wanted to mention this because of the name. He was uh, in the Screaming Lord Such and the Savages in 1962 oh. with a song called Dracula's Daughter. I have to, I have to look yeah, this up. Uh, look that that up. early stuff is fun. It's I really have fun. Not heard the, it. In the there's a docu- there's another documentary. There's a just, there's a couple different documentaries. Um, there's um, man, a man for all seasons. Jeff Beck, a man for all seasons, is um, the uh, um, one that's easily accessible on YouTube. But still on that was from 2015. Still on the run is from 2018, and um, still on the run is a more like produced mm-hmm. documentary. They, um, I mean, Jeff is interviewed. He was alive at the time. He's interviewed a lot in it. Yeah. George Martin mm-hmm. is in it. Like a, like a lot of oh, big wow. fucking yeah. people yeah. are in it. Slash is in it. Um, it's 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 really really good. If you get a chance, you should you should check it out. But um, yeah. Okay. I, apologize. I apologize. I sort of lost okay. my. We were talking about his explosive temper. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. It's okay. He, it happens. Um, apparently, he's been recruited to be in Pink Floyd. He's been recruited to be in the Rolling Stones. He turned both of those down. He's pretty awesome, apparently. The band you were talking about, the first project. That yeah. I'm sorry, that was mentioned in that documentary. Okay. And they were the kind of like real kind of rough in your face kind of blues. I really right? need yeah. to listen to this because yeah. just the name alone gets me interested. Yeah. So. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, he's been in three car accidents. Huh. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to talk about his? Uh, you want to talk about his obsession with hot rods? I didn't Ooh. actually write any of that down. I didn't know if we'd be interested. He, yeah, in that. he's very. Um, <laughs> but I did read about it. He sort of he drop would drop out of music for long for he dropped out of music for a long period of time, um, after he sort of like eh, flash. Beck's guitar shop in right. there. He did the Crazy Legs, which was kind of a fluke. Uh-huh. But he was kind of out of it. He really wasn't doing. Wasn't doing any kind of touring or anything. Yeah. And um, he was just. He was all over like the Hot Rod magazines because he would build these hot rods. Yeah. And um, out of cigar I, boxes. Yeah. And, and I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, that I cannot remember the name of the movie uh, that he that turned him on, but uh, to, to, to cars. But he says his mother was. Take him to see this movie, and she was very offended because it had the word "gang." In the it was called like the Racing Gang oh, or something boy. like that. No. So her mother, so he immediately loved it. Yep. He has, he's like, he has yeah. this thing like where like Mom any kind of authority it? like tries to put something down, he loves it. He's a yep. rebel. He's, yeah, so he has this kind of. He's like kind of. He's a kind of naughty schoolboy or something. Yeah, he is. But um, <laughs> he said that he. So he really wanted to see this movie, and it was all about rate like street racing. Yeah, when the in yeah. these you know. Um, and he's hot rods, and he says he still watches that movie. So loves yeah. it. It's like a movie from like the '30s or something wow. like that. Uh, but he's um, yeah. So that that's what got him turned on, and just I mean, like builds the, the fucking whole goddamn car. Like mm-hmm. knows his shit, man. He's really yeah. you know he's a, he's in a, he's a uh, was a really intense um, mechanic. Isn't that crazy? Like, Interesting. Too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was not just doing it on his own. Like like the car hot rod magazines would have him on the cover right exactly not for anything to do with music yeah you know so obviously he's this whole other thing going on so 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 it's kind of a renaissance man yeah and it does yeah. it's done a lot of different things my Conta- take on it is he gets bored easily and wants to new, have a new activity uh-huh. i think too that does add but that's also genius right. yeah in 67 he recorded several several solo singles for uh mickey most he was a 
pop producer, and then formed the Jeff Beck Group. You should hear these songs. They're they're really silly. And he high-ho Jeff Beck. Hi, hi, silver what? <laughs> lining. Hi, hi, silver lining. That's that's it. <laughs> the, and Jeff like was completely embarrassed. Oh, no. He was completely embarrassed by this music because it this by this as Mickey Most was putting these songs out, he was was starting to work with Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they would go out and they started go out and gigging as the Jeff Beck crew. Well, people come hear him. Well, they weren't doing no high ho silver fucking lining. They weren't. Right. Doing, they weren't doing nothing like that. You know, um, they were like a really like serious rock band. <laughs> but he was like, oh, you know. Go ahead. Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, the Jeff Beck group was Rod Stewart. Ronnie Wood, Nikki Hopkins, and Ainsley Dunbar. That was is later replaced by Mickey Waller. That is like that is like I get chills <laughs> when I think about that lineup, man. Because Nikki Hopkins, but Nikki Hopkins is on um, uh, 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 Exile on Main Street. Yep, really. And he's like a yeah, well, he's worked wow. with the Who. He's worked with all kind of people. You know, yeah, uh, this a uh, handful of those like keyboard guys that mm-hmm, make their mm-hmm. that make their rounds. Well, Nikki was guys. Chuck Lavelle, sure. you know, he's in that, yep. they're in that, they're in that, that kind of category. Wow. Ron Wood, who's been a stone for what, 40 years, yep. uh, started, <laughs> he was the bass player in that band. Really? Huh. And Ainsley Dunbar, who's played with everybody, including White Snake and all kind of people, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is like him. And th- uh, there's a, p- a picture of Ainsley Dunbar and Jeff Beck with their faces together. Yeah. And you, they look almost like twins. Really? So, he got the gig because of that. Oh, wow. he says, He says, like, I was the audition drummer. The guys came in. He says, he says, and this kid comes in and sets, sets me on drums. I look at him, and he looks at me. And like, and he says, all, he says the other drummers were waiting. Uh-huh. They started just putting their stuff away. Yeah. They're, they're, okay. like, they're like, yeah, this, forget this, forget this. It was a, they, were, they became buddies. Like, this, oh, hit, it off, cool. hit it off instantly. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, that band disbanded in 1969. Well, yeah, they put out amazing music. Oh, I didn't write it. Yeah, didn't you write have anything. to you have to go back and listen to uh, Truth. Yeah. Um, Beck Ola. Those are the two. Okay. The first two are really really good. Um, it's um, just like really heavy in your face blues rock, and this is so. There's been a kind of argument between Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck. Because at this time, what was happening was there were talks to reunite the Yardbirds and call mm-hmm. themselves the New Yardbirds. And they wanted, it was supposed to be, it was, Jeff Beck says, it was supposed to be him, uh-huh. Rod Stewart. You ready? You okay. ready? Okay. You do ready? It. John Bonham. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> and I don't, and may, maybe Ron Wood playing bass. I can't remember who yeah. was going to play, play bass. But Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. He says that Jeff Jeff Beck says that he stole that project away from him, and then they became Led Zeppelin. Uh, but um, uh, Rod Stewart talks about it as well and says that like when he heard what they were trying to do, he's like, "This is uh, this is too heavy rock for me. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't. This is right. just, I can't do a, a band like this is not going to work for." Yeah. And he Rod was already starting to get into a different, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of yeah, get yeah. different sound. Yeah. So the wow. Jeff Beck band breaks up. Yes, it's in 69. Sure <laughs> sure 69, dude! Um, in December of 69, Beck fractured his skull in a car accident. I was talking about that earlier. Um, and uh, in 70, he regained his health and then formed another Jeff Beck group with, oh. um, it's here somewhere, uh, Bobby Tench, Max Middleton, and Clive Chiman. 
It's Jeff Beck him, Mach 2. Him and Max Middleton had a <laughs> great relationship for a long, in through the 70s. As, as, as Jeff moved into different genres, him and Max Middleton continued to work together. Yeah. Continue. And this is a com- apparently a completely different sound from the first lineup. I don't know, because this is not in my wheelhouse, so I don't know what this sound is supposed to be. Apparently it's soul rhythm and blues and jazz. I don't know that. So if Lou wants to talk about that, he can what 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 happened was um, what what do you have um, Beck Bogert and Apathy in there? I talked about it, but I didn't put it in. Like, okay, okay. What the, happened the history. was essentially what Jeff said was I was having a hard time finding anybody who could stand, who could compare to Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. There was just well, nobody right. like a, he he did a great that project with like um, t- uh, Tim Bogert has a good voice. He's uh, you know, the bass player in Beck Bogert. He has a good voice, and so does. Uh, uh, Apathy. He's got a good voice. Those guys can sing harmony and stuff. Um, but he could, they could, he just felt like I can't find anybody like Rod Stewart. Right. And well. so he just felt like he was struggling with that. So he started, he said, well, and I cannot remember how it got proposed, but somebody said, like, well, let's just try. What if Jeff just plays guitar and we don't have any vocals? Mm hmm. We, you know, so mm-hmm. there was a kind of kind of work. <laughs> Nobody and, wants to do that. Yeah. yeah, and he started doing that, and Blow by Blow was a giant success. Yeah. It's produced by George Martin. Uh-huh. Uh, Max Middleton um, plays keyboards on it. Um, it's got all, like you know, it's got "Cause We've Ended as Lovers" by right. by um, uh, Stevie Wonder. He, you know, he worked with Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. as well. Wow. Yeah, he's on a he's on a Stevie. What's it, Stevie Wonder? I have a I have the, his guest appearances listed somewhere. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, this whole, he, he becomes a kind of, sort of shows that, like, he might have jazz chops. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, mm-hmm. it's good shit. Go ahead. You want to talk? You have something on there? No. Okay. So he does So he does Blow by Blow. And it's got, about Blow by Blow is also one of my favorite rock album covers as well. And I should have it here. And I was looking for my albums. And go? I cannot find Ooh. it. But I bought that as a kid, and it was a really important. It was a seminal album. So the blow by blow oh. is what, what, what it had a lot of semen. <laughs> Jesus, that's the one where he's standing there holding the last. Exactly, yeah. that's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. and, that, and, that, uh, and the, the title has to do with it's a jazz it's a jazz musician call it, call that blowing when you're really like yeah. getting crazy. Yeah. He's really yeah, blowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> Sometimes it's a derogatory term. Ah, he's just blowing. But yeah. it's a. But George Martin, but man, I believe, that man's blowing. I believe, yeah, yeah. I believe that um, George Martin came up with the title. If I could, if I remember this correctly. Mm-hmm. But they, he did that. He did Wired. Um, then he did an album. He got together with Jan Hammer. Oh. And those two guys worked together and had a great relationship um, as well. Um, and Jan is on Flash. Yes. And Flash is his re- first time he reunites with Rod Stewart. Okay. No, ma'am. I'm not, okay, I might have the timeline wrong. Does does he do in fact does he do infatuation and then reunite with Rod Stewart for um people get ready? That's a good trivia question. That is a good one. That is a good one. We'll have to we'll have to look at the discography. Flash is eighty five. Okay, hold on a second. Jeff Beck Flash Yeah, Flash is eighty five. It's the year I graduated high school. It's the year my sister was born. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, and Kenny. Oh my! Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny. Hi, Kenny. Oh, what the hell is going on? Okay, hold a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have to do a little googling. Do you want me to speak Google. a little bit? Speak a little. Talk. So we're on 1981 now. 
Um, and this is when he started making a series of historic live appearances with Eric Clapton mm-hmm. at the Amnesty International sponsored benefit oh, concerts. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Beck also featured prominently in an all-star band finale performance of I Shall Be Released with Clapton, Sting, Phil Collins, Donovan, and Bob Geldof. That's already a fantastic fun lineup. I didn't... I need to I need to watch more of this stuff because this is... Jeff Beck's not in my wheelhouse, but I right. read a lot of stuff today. Um, Beck's contributions were seen and heard in the resulting album and film, both of which achieved worldwide success in 1982. Okay. So let's, so let's circle back okay. to... Um, <laughs> His reun- because people were really excited. Uh, in 1984, he reunites with Rod Stewart for a song called Infatuation, which was a, they had a big right. video. Jeff's yes. in the video playing the guitars. Right. It's cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dang, Rod, this is like the best shit like you've done in a long uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. Um, the rock crowd really did it. DVE played it yep. and everything. Yep. Um, they had to kind of stopped playing some of Rod Stewart's music at that point, at that you point, know, because yeah. he was he, well. He went and did disco. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, those of you who don't know, WDBE is the big rock station uh, yeah. in in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Then he then Jeff brings Rod on Flash, and they do people get ready. Get ready. People right. get ready, which is the year which is the year later. Flash is 1985. Infatuation is 1984. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's the time. That, that that's the timeline. So people mm. were like, at the time, there was a kind of buzz that like, are like, man, they're gonna do an album together or something, you know? Yeah. It never it never oh. happened. <laughs> it 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 um um, it, it, they just it just it just they were different people at that point. You know, they had been done different things, and so it wasn't uh, going to happen. But uh, uh, Flash was a record, another record of his that I bought immediately when it came out and was completely floored by it. Um, those, can we say some guitar nerd stuff for a second? Of course. Yeah, he played that, um, he, he did, he, on the cover, he's playing that Jackson uh, soloist. Okay. I can't find my album, I'll show you. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. I wanted that guitar so bad. Uh, when I saw that, um, it looks like a dream sickle. It's so fucking sick. Um, but um, on the album, he played Strats and Tellies, but f- a lot of the tracks were recorded with the Shoals Rockman directly into oh, the desk. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, um, if you play, if you play, you turn your Stratocaster, you play with the Stratocaster through a Rockman, put the, make sure you put the chorus and the delay on, mm-hmm. and you play that that riff, that opening riff, yep, it sounds that's identical. It. It's, yeah. That is the okay. sound. That's just, that's just what it is. Um, yeah, that was that was really. I, I remember I discovered cool. that I had had a Rockman yeah. and I had a Strat and I learned how to play that thing. I'm like motherfucker, and then I read it in the guitar You're magazine. Like, ah, That's exactly what it is. I was like, I, I knew, I knew something. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um, so and, and so one of the things he guested on at this during this period where he was kind of like, um, you know. Fluctuate in in um, in um, in flux or uh, yes. was uh, he played on Tina Turner's uh, Grammy uh, album uh, Private Dancer plays on the t- she oh, plays on the title track okay and there's a great story about that may I tell another Jeff Beck story of course sure um, that's why we're here when he's they when he, when they he came in to do the session he was like he loved he was like he was completely awestruck by Tina Turner he loved him yeah, she was a, he, sure. they had never met right. or anything it's Tina and, Turner and he um, she he he did not want he refused money he says, "All I want you to do is autograph my guitar." So she said. So she, so she got out like a, um, like, like a pen. Sharpie. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, "It's never gonna last if we do it like that." She says, "He." She says, "Hmm, I got just the idea." Tina Turner at the time carried a fucking stiletto around. 
She whips out a stiletto. <laughs> and so Cars. he's like, and she's like, are you sure? And you're going to Absolutely. We're good. So she says he's she starts trying she's taking a long time. She's trying to like do a real nice she goes, No, 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 just just carve your name. So in she it. Tina like just I'm making big arm movements. Like a, yes. she was like yeah. like a kid, little kid with a crayon, uh-huh. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it and there's you can you can see pictures of it online. And oh, you know, wow. he just fucking cherished it. That but he didn't want any money. He just wanted her just to autograph or just autograph my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how she did it. Wow. Oh wow. Continue. Um, well, in 1988, you guys know the movie Twins. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's in the movie Twins. He is uh, the lead guitarist with Nicolette Larson during the dance that's scene. That's right. I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> that I knew that. Um, Which is wow. kind of fun. Yeah, that's really neat. Let Nicolette Larson, who sang, it's going to take a lot of love. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that song. Um, but after the four-year break, uh, he made a return to instrumental music in 1989. Uh, 89! Dudes! With Jeff yeah. Beck's Guitar Shop. Uh, the first album to feature Beck as a fingerstyle guitarist, leaving the uh, plectrum playing style. He was, uh, he had, he played on and off with the pick. Yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah. he, but he was really getting away from it. But even when he did Flash, mm-hmm. he was really getting away from, uh, from from using the pick. I remember seeing him, seeing him play, and he would do that fast, you know. The, right, right. Stuff, and, uh, there but, no, just, but there was no pick. no pick. I yeah. know, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> magic. What the, yeah, magic. It's Jeff it's Beck. It's I can just imagine like what the callus on his thumb would be because a lot of times if you watch him, he's using his thumb to, to pick, you know? <laughs> so after crazy. he does, the the next thing he does is crazy legs. And after he does that, he, he kind of like floats for a while. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's again, he's kind of like saying, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. You know? <laughs> well, he, he didn't do much in the 80s because he has tinnitus, so he's ba- he oh. was battling that at the time. Mm. So that's why. There's only three albums in the 80s. Um, he did music for the Young Guns 2 the- uh, movie. He was on the soundtrack for that. Um, well, Blaise, that was Blaze of Glory. Sorry. Yeah, we yeah. already talked about that. Um, he played lead guitar on Roger Waters' 1992 concept album, uh, Amused to Death. He was. Um, That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. He worked with Kate Bush on the Red Shoes. Um, he recorded um, the 1992 instrumental soundtrack from Frankie's House, as well as Crazy Legs and a tribute album to 1950s rockabilly group Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He this th- he wasn't doing as much, but he still did stuff. So he 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 worked with Guns and he rehearsed with Guns and Roses for their concert in Paris in 1992. <sighs> Didn't actually play because of his ear he's damage. On, he's on Seal's uh, uh, yeah. debut album. Hmm. He's on a Pretenders album. Wow. That's kind of fun. He played with Dion, Dion and the Bell from Dion and the mm-hmm. Belmonts. Okay, he always liked that 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 uh, kind of, kind of rocky, yeah, doo-wop. Yeah. He always he always had a, like a soft spot for that kind of. Um, he's on uh, Mick Jagger's album's um, solo. She's the boss. Wow. She's a, he's on Primitive Cool. He played with Diana Ross on Swept Away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Tiny Dancer. Uh, in fact, looking for another pure love from Talking Book, the Talking Book album. That's uh, Stevie Wonder. Now, him and Stevie were in the studio, and Jeff was sitting behind the drums, and he played the drum beat to um, Superstition. Fun. Really? Superstitious. Superstition. Yeah. Superstition. Superstition. Yeah. Superstition. And um, yeah, the, so so that he inspired, he inspired, um, he inspired that. Cool. He goes, "I'm not a drummer." And Stevie Wonder said, "You are now. You are now." <laughs> Stevie said, "Who said that?" <laughs> but most recently, 
He's on Ozzy's yep. album. Yeah. Patient number nine. Came and, out recently. And I, this is my new and notable. Is the song that Jeff plays on. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and he makes the song. Ozzy's new... Re- this record isn't bad. Have you listened to it? Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All yeah. the songs are like serviceable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's exactly. no... There's no flying high again. There's no crazy train. Right, there's right. none. You know, there's no songs that go. Right. There's no no more tears yeah. or mom, I'm coming home. There's nothing that really goes like whoa. Nothing jumps. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But they're yeah. all like that's good. They're good. Yeah, that's yeah good. they're yeah. really that's good. That's good. And it's fun that he he worked. He worked. He's got Eric Clapton on a song. He's got mm-hmm. Elton John. <laughs> right. Oh, anyways, anything else that you want? Um, well, they were the Yardbirds were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1992. I know how you feel about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but in mm-hmm. Beck's acceptance speech, he humorously noted that someone had told me I should be proud tonight, but I'm not because they kicked me out. They did. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. I re- yeah. Fuck them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's also been the opening act for BB King in 2003, and of course Eric Clapton's Crossroads Guitar Festival in 2004. Yes. But he he's worked with so many people, like you were talking about Kelly Clarkson. Just Johnny Depp. He's working with Johnny oh, yeah. Depp. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. later, some of those later records are really good. Um, Emotion and Commotion. I have that. That's, that's, I bought that on CD. That is um, really good. Um, Jeff is a good, they're all good. You had it coming. Who else? Who else is a kind of his return to like, okay, I'm going to put out an album every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, kind of thing. He released that in 99 and it's a great title for like, his kind of like coming back into who else? Who right. else would you expect? <laughs> me. Good Jeff on. fucking back. Uh, really good about later on. He worked, I don't know if you have any notes on this. He worked with independent band artists and he would have them play no, as part of his band yeah yeah, yeah. uh loud hailer has um and uh, well, maybe i get well it's a shame that kevin there isn't some way we could you know is there some way you could get information <laughs> yeah yeah at your fingertips i just wish there were uh, okay but um she he worked with uh carmen vandenberg uh who plays guitar with him, so this is interesting. This is another guitarist mm-hmm. in the band, and Rosie Bones. Um, Bones. Yeah, and I. This is not telling me Anything. what they were in a. They were they were a band, and I'm not seeing. Not going to tell you the name. This is not telling me anything. Okay, uh, this must be too current. And and most recently, he did put out a record with Johnny Depp. That I got to be honest with you, it isn't too bad. Yeah, Johnny Depp's actually pretty good. That and you know what, man? Surprising. It's Jeff Beck. Yeah. yeah. Like, like if Jeff Beck could so, come, if Jeff Beck come and play on my song, it's gonna fucking be awesome. Yeah, right. It's gonna be awesome because exactly. Jeff Beck's on it. Yeah. That's that's all you need to know. <laughs> um, he um, also introduced the world um, to some great musicians that, that went on to play with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the top of my head, I'm thinking of um, uh, Tal Wakenfield. Oh, I love her. Who um, so everybody badass. got found out who Tal Wakenfield is yeah. when they released Live at Ronnie Scott's. Right, uh, Live at Ronnie Scott's is uh, Great a concert DVD. concert DVD yeah. video. All, the whole thing is probably on YouTube, if not separate cuts from it. Um, it's where he did this um, A Day in the Life, yes. and really blew everybody's yep. mind. And then they mm-hmm. released it, and it came out on the radio and stuff. Um, but Tal Wakenfield is the um, uh, bass player on mm-hmm. that. She's a very young la- young lady. I think from Aust- was she from Australia? I believe you're right, sir. Um, just a tiny little thing. And she, she the drummer, yes, is Vinny Caliuta, who arguably is the greatest drummer on the planet at the moment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Vinny Caliuta's been playing with Sting now for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
He's of that like ilk, but yeah, tons yeah. of jazz. He was in Frank Zappa's band. Okay, I was saying yep. there's right, nothing else you right. have to say about that, you know. <laughs> and there it is. And so this little, this young lady who's like, this is kind of her first like serious yeah, thing gig, is yeah. with, with with Jeff back on guitar and oh, Vinnie yeah. Caliud on fucking right. drums, and she's got to hold the low end down. Yeah. Talk about starting off right. And yeah, she does. I mean it's you know oh. it's really good. If you've never seen live at Ronnie Scott's, you owe it to yourself. Yeah, it's um, really good. Also, what's great is Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are in the audience. Yes. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just. It's sweet. And then Clapton comes up and guests on a song. Right. So it's yeah. like the hail, hail, the gang's all here. Yeah. Yeah. That was very cool. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's super. Ronnie Scott's is famously a jazz club, like Art Blakey and mm-hmm. all kind of people played there. And Jeff never thought he would get the chance. So he always wanted to play there. Yeah. But he didn't know if they would accept him. And he got it. Anyways. Like, um, yeah, okay. Come that on. was just a quick retrospective. Um, there's a couple documentaries we mentioned. We'll put them in the show notes as you can find uh, out there. Um That will I think will give you like a yeah. if you're a Jeff Beck fan you really you really enjoy if you're not a Jeff Beck fan and maybe you, we hopefully we piqued your curiosity mm, a yes. little bit to go to maybe go check out there's a uh, lot to look at yeah there's a lot and, to read and he's an eclectic um, artist too it's done a lot of, like I said it goes all the way back to that early '60s rock mm-hmm. right yeah. Yeah. You know, they were uh, the the comp- the the manager for uh, the Yardbirds was the manager for the Rolling Stones, and so he was like, "I need the next band," and it was going to mm-hmm. be the Yard. It was the Yardbirds. Yeah. He yeah. was like, "You know, okay, I got the Stones up and going. We need to get something mm-hmm. else." Yep. Um, so th- it's that deep, all the way to like, he was touring. He was still. He touring. was touring. They were. I was. Uh, I missed them. They were in Johnstown or Cleveland or something, at, like in in uh, July or something. And I had just missed oh. it. So I was. I knew that. I looked it up. And they were planning on at the end of the year taking a break and then starting back in 2023. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going. If he, he's yeah. in Cleveland or I, I've never seen him. And I, I, I always, yep. I always, I always missed him. And I was very sad. So there's a lesson wow. to you out there, kids. Um, Make an effort to get to see the people you want to see. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, make it. Yeah, try try to go see him because you don't know how long we're gonna have him with us. Okay, so Jeff Beck, fuck you, and Lisa Marie <laughs> Presley, fuck you for dying. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all don't know, you know what's going on. Here. It was quite a week for deaths, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was um, real quick, if, did you hear anything about this? Um, Gibson shutting down Jericho guitars. I, I haven't. <laughs> no, come on, Lily. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't right know if this is true. The, guy, no, the owner no. of the company posted this thing on social media saying that Gibson's team of lawyers he like have shut down his website and his shopping cart and all the stuff like that. And huh. I have a hard time believing that like something like, like that would come out of the blue. It seems like there would yeah. be lawsuits and papers filed exactly. and yeah, injunctions yeah, yeah. and cease and desists mm-hmm. and things way before like they'll be able to walk into like the company that hosts, the host, that hosts their website and tell them they have to turn off their... Like right. I know Mil- Gibson's a big you know worldwide company and everything like that but it just doesn't seem like... They're not IBM. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not even like Amazon or Tesla right. or anything like that. No. So I, I don't know. I, there's something fishy about that story, but it's all over the all over huh. guitardom. Um, guitardom. 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 <laughs> I'm guitardom. My new and notable is Ozzy with Jeff Beck. Uh, I put a link to it in the show notes. It's kick-ass jam. Um, do you guys have anything you want to share? No, I'm an asshole. No. Why don't you talk about the winery dogs? You. you. Yeah, you, I don't Ludini. Know. I don't know nothing about that. All right, then forget <laughs> it. We'll save that for next week. 
So th- here's just an annoying thing going on. Well, maybe this won't. You have should it. get a cream. There's an annoying thing going. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, this video is not like that. But uh, there's a lot of these bands today, this week, I was trying to research bands for the podcast, and so many of them have like three minutes at the beginning of the video oh, where it's just like an intro. Oh, there's like God, a little kind of, you know. I'm like, I just want to hear the song. Yeah. You don't want the labor pains. Yeah. This is patient yeah. number nine. Oh, yeah. And we always painted white as the light that will go. The video is all right. We should be talking. Um, it's like a. Got a hook. I kind of enjoy the animation. Very heavy. But it's this animation. Yeah, this animation is a kind. Of, what would you call that? Like, what is that reminiscent? It's not like a Rob Zombie kind of thing, is it? What would you call that? What the animation? Yeah, it looks like something. Uh, there's elements of it that remind me of the movie Heavy Metal. Uh, yeah, that's what, was what, that, was what was that? Uh, Alien Flux? Alien Flux. Kind of like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Where's the guitar song? <laughs> we have the captions on, and the caption says, Intense rock, wild <laughs> guitar music. That's so That's what Jeff Beck sounds like playing with Ozzy with Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, Interesting. The, the, yeah, and the, there's this whole, like, this video sequence here is very, um, like, kind of like bad drug trip. Just yeah. feel like, oh, man, I'm tripping it's balls. Winery dog. <laughs> dogs. Dogs. The dogs. Oh, 11 days ago. Wow. Fresh. That's the winery dogs. Oh yeah. He did a very cool. Richie uh, Cotson did a really cool thing where he. Through the microphone stand and it it came bounced right back came just back as a, just the song just the lyrics were starting yeah that yeah. was very kind of rock James Brown yeah. Um, Richie is uh, Richie uh, Cotson is one of these guys like blessed with like insane guitar skills mm-hmm. and an amazing voice simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just what a great singer. 
And you know he's got Billy Sheehan and and uh, Mike Portnoy. Yeah, <laughs> can't know, go wrong with that. It's his rhythm section there, but it's a bit. The video is like uh, just a uh, like a what we call a performance video. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's not a live concert video, but they're just yeah. performing. They got some. They're in like a the neat little studio location or like a garage or something, mm-hmm. and they set up mm-hmm. the lights and you know spin the cameras around and make the guys look like they're you know rock gods. Uh, <laughs> There's still lots of tickets left right. for that show. Okay, it's February what? February fifteenth at the Palace. Oh, all right. The Palace. The, the Palace. The Palace. There you go. Let's go down the Palace. Oh boy. <laughs> um. Okay. So there is a couple more things we do need to address. Yes. We will get to this day and what the Beatles did in a second. Yes. But Kevin mentioned at the beginning, um, Full Metal Jacket. There is a um. There's a YouTube channel. You know, I was trying to recommend something from YouTube. Uh-huh. There's a YouTube channel that I really like with a guy who he mispronounces stuff almost as much as I do. Wow. <laughs> and it's You've been doing good. Min- yeah, really. Minty. Well, they all, I've had all easy words tonight. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I've had my easy words. Hawaii, Lou. Hawaii. So... It's Minty Comedic Arts. Okay. And I, he has a name, but he calls himself Minty. He goes by Minty. Mm-hmm. And he's Australian. And he does these, his whole, his, his video series. He's been doing it for years, and it's it's totally fun. It gets you in and out in about 14 minutes. There's okay. no, like, long, drawn out. It gets right to the point. Yeah. Um, it's always 10 things you didn't know about. Okay. 10 things you didn't know about Jaws. 10 things you didn't know about... Star Wars. Ten things mm-hmm. you didn't know mm-hmm. about whatever. So, like, he's been doing it a long time, so he's hit all the really big moves, Ghostbusters, right. you know. Yeah. So now it's like, so sometimes now he'll do stuff like, so, ten things you didn't know about Porky's 3 or something okay. like that, okay. you know. Yeah. But he did one today, um, <clears throat> ten things, he just released it today, ten things you you didn't know about Full Metal Jacket. Okay. It's of note. You should check it out. Again, you, you, there's some interesting stuff. One of the things that uh, he talks about is um, Matthew Modine's wife was having a baby, and mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick was trying to trick him into not going to, like he was doing stuff to like obfuscate him being able to go to the hospital. Oh my god! <laughs> see, cause, and he was like, he was like, wow. he's like, he's just, he was like, he says, why do you got to go see that? <laughs> wow. He says, either, he says, the baby's going to come out without, with or without you. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, right. The most important thing is that you're a good father and stuff like that. And, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, what's in, and another thing, he always shows um, when certain characters were cast, were originally cast for different actors. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Pat, not Patrick Swayze. Um, Val Kilmer. And Anthony uh, Michael Hall both auditioned oh, for Private Joker. Really? really? I yeah. didn't know that. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was offered the part of Animal Mother. I bet. He was offered the part. It wasn't like he was going to be in the movie, but he had he was doing Twins. Really? <laughs> and, and Bruce twins. Willis was offered a part in the movie, but he was, I can't remember, he was recording, he was making a really stupid movie. It was one of his really, oh, yeah. that thing with Kim Basinger, Blind, oh, Date. Blind Date. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. that, I don't okay. know, something really, really, really dumb. Wow. And so he was, uh, but he, so it was kind of interesting to see, you know, what would these roles have been like mm-hmm. with somebody there? And Hartman was uh, 
was originally cast for uh, Ed Harris. He turned it down. Really? He was making. They were all had prior commitments, but they were that actually offered the roles. Yeah, because the, the, the well, Hart, yeah. you know how Hartman got the oh, yeah, job because he was, he was the, an advisor. He was he was yeah. the advisor, and Stanley Kubrick. He was, knew he was going to get that part. And so Stanley Kubrick looked at the guy who's playing the part and said, "You're fired. Yeah, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> we'll we'll give you a little part where you're flying in a helicopter shooting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You, no, no, yeah, much so, better fit for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to have an emotional impact on this film. But anyways, check it out. I put a link to it. Yeah, Ten things you didn't know out. about Full Metal Jacket. Minty comedic arts. Minty. I think he's funny. Um, some of the things don't interest me. Like he he's like into like some like '90s and early 2000s like cartoons and stuff that I don't no, know anything yeah, about. Okay. You know what I mean? So I skip that stuff. But it's fun. Um, and does anybody, Lily? Anybody got you have something else you want to share before we move on to what this day with the Beatles nope, did? I got okay. nothing right now. Okay. I got done. Here we go. I got fucking nothing. Real quick. <laughs> Let's take us. Let's, let's go, go back let, in the Wayback Machine. Let's step into Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine. He said P. What are you feeling? Are you feeling 70? 79, dudes. All right. Do it. Okay. okay, for the week of January something or other. Got the yes. Got the top of lease. Are we like this or this? This. Thirteen. Yeah, do that one. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so the top ten. Seventy-nine. Number ten. Um, for nineteen seventy-nine was "Promises." Watch out for Lucy by Eric Clapton. Interesting. I'm not sure if I remember that. I don't either. Andy Gibb, "Don't throw it all away." Our love, don't throw it. All. You got it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, baby, baby by Linda Ronstadt. I know like, that great one. Great song. Oh, yeah. Um, Sharing the Night Together by Dr. Hook. Everybody just remembers Cover the Rolling Stone, but they actually had other songs sure, that there were sure. there were hits. Hold the Line by Toto. Well, you forgot number seven. And number seven was, oh, yeah. Y-M-C-A. Yeah, you have to do the <laughs> That's sign. That's the wedding day. I, I somehow missed number seven. All right. Because you don't want to read it. Sharing the Night Together. That was, yeah. And then Hold the Line was yes. number uh, five. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, You Don't Bring Me Flowers oh, by Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand. Barbara that Stein. was the second week at number four. The, the, the rest were all, this are all the rest are enjoying their second week in the same position. Number three is My Life by Billy Joel. Oh, nice. there you go. That was a big hit at one time. It wasn't just a classic song on an oldie station. See? That was number three. That's for two weeks in a row. La Freak, So Chic by ah, Chic. Ah, yes. Number two, two weeks in a row, and Too Much Heaven by the Bee Gees. Oh, wow. Wow. Nobody gets too much heaven no more. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, Shit. A Lot of Love by Nicolette Larson was on the charts this week. I didn't even that, I didn't know that. September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's a great wow. song. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. It was, uh, was, uh, was the number uh, 14. Somebody challenged me on that a couple weeks ago. You don't know the name of that song or who it's by. Uh, go fuck yourself. I was uh, <laughs> I was having drinks today with a buddy of mine, and he was said his favorite Queen song is "Fat Bottom Girls." That's mm-hmm. a great song. Um, and that was number twenty-four. Wow, it makes the world go round. <laughs> Do you remember on a warm we... summer's evening, met up with the gambler? <laughs> the, gambler. Oh, yeah. the gambler was this wow. thing that happened, and we ended up becoming a movie mm-hmm. and everything. Movie? Right. It was the whole right? thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It looks like it might be. Climbing the charts, it was the 34 the previous week. Now it's the 32. Ooh. So watch the gambler. Might something might happen with that. <laughs> MacArthur Park by Donna wow. Summer. It was descending. It had been on the chart. Yeah. Yep, yep. Someone left my cake out in the rain. Yes, I hate when they do that. Yeah, me too. And you so 
the, the, the guys from Kiss all did solo albums. Remember when right. that happened? Yes, yeah. yes. And this, about this time, Radioactive by Gene Simmons was out. Wow. Um, uh, so that was a, his, like, very, very minor. Mm-hmm. That's a deep, deep, deep cut. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard that song probably since it was on the radio yeah. at that time. I, I don't think I've heard it. I almost feel like I need to go look it up now, just to, yeah. just out of curiosity. Hmm. Um, right. and, and your favorite of mine, this <laughs> next segment. This is not my favorite. I, yeah, because I have to read. It's not my favorite because I'm sick of hearing about the Beatles and their problems. <laughs> and their problems. <laughs> For the last two weeks since you've been, every, like, it seems like everything was like so and so died on this day. Oh, yeah, there was a bunch of deaths the last Because it wasn't yeah. me. Yes. That's right. This is a goddamn death dedication. <laughs> On this day in 1963... Dude. <laughs> everything is better Nerds. when you add a dude out yeah, of Beatles really played at the Cavern Club at lunchtime. And evening played at the Majestic Ballroom. Uh, at the Majestic, every ticket had been sold in advance, leaving 500 disappointed fans waiting Aww. outside. So these guys were like kind of a bar so band at this point. Yeah. And they were like... Leaving people out in the I would like some Beatles at lunch. Mm-hmm. 19- <laughs> I can't talk. 1964, the Rolling Stones released their first EP, which included You Better Move On, Poison Ivy, Bye Bye Johnny, and Money. It peaked at number 15 on the UK chart. On this day, 1966, NBC TV in the U.S. Is that bought? Bought. Bought the Monkees series, placing it on their 1966 autumn schedule. The series entered... Uh, the series centered on the adventures of... The Monkees, okay. a struggling band from Los Angeles, California, introduced and introduced a number of innovative new wave film techniques to television. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Also, it put rock and roll on primetime right. television. You know, the you know, so there was a lot of people that were really excited about it. There were people of a certain age that um were really, really excited about it. It was as much as you shit you can give the monkeys. You kind of have to give them their due right. because they did push, push it forward. Uh, on this day, in 1967, Jimi Hendrix Experience recorded a session for Radio Luxembourg's Ready Steady Radio. Mm. The band ran up a bar bill of 2.5 shillings, six dollars and twenty-one cents, mm. which they were <laughs> unable to pay. It happens. Wow. Wow. I hope I never have a bar tab six dollars and twenty one cents. I don't know I what know. I would do. <laughs> you would say I didn't spend enough. Nineteen sixty seven, John Lennon, the Daily Mail ran the story about a local council survey finding four thousand holes in the road in Lackshire Lack 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 Lackshire Lackshire, yeah. Inspira- inspiring I can't even say the inspiring John Lennon's uh, contribution to the Beatles song A Day in the Life. Four thousand holes in mm-hmm. in Lancashire yeah, um, oh, yeah. Lancashire. Oh, this day, 1967, uh, 40-year-old David Mason uh, recorded the piccolo trumpet solo for the Beatles' Penny Lane at Abbey Lane Studios in London. He was paid 27 quid, 10 shillings, $42 for his performance. Hmm. In August 1987, the trumpet he used was sold at Sotheby Auction for $10,846. I like that you said quid. You like that, then, right? Quid. Right, then. Right, as I do. Right. <laughs> There's a funny story about this. Yeah. They read this. Dave Mason was a play for the London Symphony. 
Uh-huh. So he knew what the fuck he was playing. Yes. Like with no fucking around, you know. Wow. He came in and he played it one take, He's and like, it was. That's what you fuck hear. You pay me. That's a, that. That's that's what you hear on yeah. on the recording. He was just absolutely, and everybody in the studio was gobsmacked by the performance. Everybody's like, "Holy shit, that's perfect. That's exactly what we need." Paul McCartney says, "Um, would you mind doing it again?" <laughs> and, and 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 Dave got like he got indignant. Yeah. He, and and George, and George Martin was like, he's like, I had to smooth it all over. Yeah. I was like, Paul. <laughs> he didn't tell him to sit down and shut the fuck up, yeah. but he kind of wanted to do it. See, this is why I don't like Paul. <laughs> oh, punk. That's all you. On 1970, the Doors played the first of four shows at the Felt Forum in New York City. The shows were recorded for the band's forthcoming Absolutely Live album. Mm. 1970, American rhythm and blues singer and pianist Billy Stewart and three of his band were killed when the fourth Thunderbird and Stewart, the Ford Thunderbird that Stewart was driving, crashed off a bridge and plunged into the something river, News News River, call News it River in yeah. Smithfield, North Carolina. Stewart had the 1966 U.S. number ten single with his version of George Gershwin song "Summertime." Wow. On this day in 1972, a section of Bellevue Boulevard in Memphis was renamed Elvis Presley Boulevard. The remaining length of road kept its original name <laughs> after protests from the Bellevue Baptist Church. They didn't want it to be called the Elvis Presley Baptist Church, apparently. <laughs> um, I've never been. Have you ever, anybody here been to Graceland? No, no unfortunately. I was told this recently about it. Yes. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. That, like, it's really. Like Elvis's house, that's mm-hmm. there, but mm-hmm. it's like there's like it's like kind of like not in a super nice neighborhood. There's like all these like uh, strip malls oh, all yeah. around I've it. Heard that. It's not like it's just it's just a kinda, if you see it in movies and they pan across the street, it is you can see a whole strip mall. Yeah, right there's there. like yeah, it's like you know, it's not like kind of takes away from the and they literally had no peace there. Yeah, like yeah. none, I none, bet. like none. There was no peace there. And then after he died, for many, many years, people, people still make oh, pilgrimages sure, there, yeah. but it's not like it, not was, like it was, you know. Yeah, in the, in the seventies and eighties, it might be now because <laughs> of Lisa. Um, oh boy, uh, oh, Barry Manilow, in oh, yes. seventy-six, scored his second U.S. number one single with "I Write the Songs," which is written by uh, the Beach Boys' Bruce Johnson. You know, he wrote the You Deserve a Break Today at McDonald's. Barry Manilow wrote that. He wrote a ah. whole bunch of commercial jingles. He wrote the, the he wrote the Tonight Show theme. Did he really? I didn't Apparently. know that. Somebody looked that up. <laughs> somebody wrote it. Okay. Somebody, somebody but, famous, but that is true somebody famous wrote it. I, he may All not right. write that. I, somebody looked that up. 1978 Scottish rock band Simple Minds made their live debut at the Satellite Club. The band went on to achieve five UK albums Achieved five UK albums, chart number one albums, and have sold more than 60 million albums worldwide. You know, I, it's so funny, 78 Simple Minds. You think of them such as an 80s, 80s band. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, we think of the police as an 80s band. That's but true. like half their career is in the 70s. Right. <laughs> they just were more famous then. Do you want to read that one? Oh, I do want to read I that one. I figured you would. Sixie Nicks. 1981. See, this is how we get into trouble. What? Because Best we start going ever. out of order, and I can't even. Don't worry. Oh, I'll go you'll be fine. And then we'll go to you. 
1981, Motley Crue formed when bass guitarist Nikki Six left the band London and began rehearsing with drummer Tommy Lee and vocalist guitarist Greg Leon, who left later left and actually was fired. Six and Lee then added guitarist Bob McMars' deal. Vince Neil accepted an offer to join after after turning them down in April of this year, because that's the greatest year and, and Motley Crue was formed. And they called the band. <laughs> Christmas. No. Oh, Merry Christmas? <laughs> Motley Crue. Oh, Motley Christmas. I was wrong. <clears throat> I'm Casey Keys. On this day, 1982. God, it's another goddamn death dedication. You're welcome. Uh, this day, 1982. American blues singer, songwriter, and penis. Pianist. Penis. Penis. Damn it, I always get that wrong. Tommy Tucker died, aged 48, ah. after being overcome oh, by wow. poisonous fumes while he was renovating... The Oh, oh, no. What a horrible yeah, way to die. The floors of his New York City home. Tucker wrote the 1964 U.S. number one hit, Ha His Sneakers. Tucker left the music industry in the late 1960s, taking a position as a real estate agent in New Jersey. You know, he, here he goes, you settle down to nice, safe life. And right, yeah, like right. Oh, my God. 1987, dudes. Kate Bush started a two-week run at number one on the U.K., album chart with The Whole Story. The compilation album was Bush's third UK number one album as well as her best selling release. I have mm, yes. a Kate Bush album. I don't remember which one it is. I don't know if it's that one or not. Mm. 1996. David Bowie, Tom Donahue, The Jefferson Airplane, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Little Willie John, Pink Floyd, Pete Seeger, The Shirelles, and The Velvet Underground were all inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why did we say this? I don't know. Wow, the congratulations. Why not? Uh, belated... Uh, on this day, 1998, All Saints scored their first U.S. I'm sorry, U.K. Sorry. number one single with "Never Ever." Who gives a? You wouldn't even fuck. like them. 2003, singer Lou Rawls was arrested in Albuquerque. He oh shouldn't not have made that left turn at Albuquerque. That is yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, Bugs Bunny. After an incident with his companion Nina Inman. Officers reported that she and Rawls had been talking about their relationship when the conversation escalated into a shoving match, resulting in Rawls being booked on one count of battery on a household member. That's hysterical. I'm sorry. I hate when I batter my ho- my household member. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that. It's the end of that. Then fry them up. We gotta say quick through a couple of birthday shouts real quick. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. There's a Earth, good one. Eartha Kitt. Happy birthday. The uh, female singer. Was born this day in 20, 1927. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, Eartha Kitt. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris yeah. Mon- Montez had the sing had a single uh, in the sixties called "Let's Dance." Happy birthday, for- nineteen forty three. Uh, William Hart, singer from uh, the Delphonics, was born this day in nineteen forty five. Dennis Marcelino, mm-hmm. uh, American musician, member of the Tokens. Oh yeah. All Sly and the Family Stone. Elvin Bishop Group. Happy, oh, yeah. happy birthday. Oh, yeah. uh, Mick Taylor Mick. Uh, from uh, Mick Taylor Guitar. John Mayhold Bluesbreakers joined the Stones in 69. Left the Stones in 74. Has appeared on some Stones classic albums including Stick, your, stick, your, stick It In Your Fingers. Uh, Exile wow. on Main Street and worked with Bob Dylan, Mike Oldfield, Jack Bruce, and Ronnie Wood. Um, Sheila Hutchinson. Happy birthday to stay in 1953 from The Emotions. Sang the best of my love. Uh, Cheryl Benteen from the Manhattan Transfer, yes. born in 1954. Yes. Steve Earle. There I love Steve Earle. He's born down in Corporate Ray. I see him all right. <laughs> Orange Day in 1955. Paul Young. 
Not so young. Not so young. Born to stay in 19... Um, uh, 56. The song I remember the most is Every Time You Go Away. It was a big yep, hit. Yep. That was, a, you know, uh, couple skate, please. A couple skate. Yes. <laughs> May we just have couples on the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jez Strode from uh, Kaja Gugu, bass player for Kaja oh, Gugu. Google. Happy birthday, 1958. Susanna oh, Hoff. There she is. Who doesn't love Susanna? Susanna Hoff's her. like rock and roll sweetheart, isn't she? Awesome. Um, born in the same 1959, of course, from the Bangles and a bunch of other things. Um, you've heard the records she does with that... Um, Michael Sweet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like really good. Uh, John Crawford, not to be confused with no, Joan Crawford. No, 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 no. Bassist from the New Wave band Berlin, was born in 1960. Mm-hmm. Dave Collard, uh, with a keyboardist for the JoJo Boxers, this day in 61. Andy Rourke from the Smiths was born this day sure. in 63. Shaba Ranks, born this day. John Wysocki, drummer for the American rock band Stained, was born this day. Uh, Kid Rock was born this Mr. day Ritchie. in, in, in 19... Um, 60, 71, 71. Uh, Robert James Ritchie. You guys know who Kid Rock is. I don't have to explain yeah, who okay. Kid Rock is. Okay. Um, so that is, that we're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call it that. That's so it. let's talk real quick before we leave okay. about what is coming up because Lily Ooh, has Lily. some fun. Well, first of all, well, Lily's going to plug her show, but I think you said you're going to be going to some there events are shows, and stuff. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, Led Smith will be back at Jurgles. Jurgles. Uh, they're the Led's, Led Zeppelin Aerosmith tribute band. Sure. I can't talk. Uh, there's 80 to, 80s Night in Belvedere's on Thursday. Oh, Belvedere's Belvedere. is in Lawrenceville. Um, Come here, boy. Saturday what the hell is that? Um, at the Smiling Moose will be a rock show. Um, it's got Neostem Primate. Uh, Royal Honey will be there. Oh, no Molecule way. Party. Where's that going to be? This is at the Smiling Moose in oh, Southside, smi- Pittsburgh. Smiling Moose. Oh, and what else is coming up? A couple of things. Uh, World of Wheels is this weekend. If anybody's interested in World of Wheels, I usually like to go. I'm not going this year. Too much shit going on. Um, Trax Farms Winter Beer Fest is on the 28th. Wow. I'll be doing that. Also, Chip and the Charge Up show. I'm getting a haircut that day. We don't care about that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying that's a band name. Getting yeah. a haircut. No, wow. That be something? Let's go see that. Enough's enough. We'll be at the Hard Rock Cafe uh, February no 23rd. Way. So that's, that's awesome. kind of a fun show to do. Um, also, I think something's on the 28th. Kings of Thrash at Jurgles. Kings of Thrash is, um, God, I can't think of the names right now. Two guys from Megadeth. Anyone help me with my brains not working right now? Oh, young, Megadeth. Young and someone else. Young and old? No. Anyway, that's a good show. You guys should, you should probably go see it. Too, uh, too, the two, I can't think of their names right now. My brain's broken, yeah, but that's going to be at Jurgles. And then my show is on Thursdays, Hot Licks with Lily Six, yeah. 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rock Rage Radio. Free Speaking app. of Rock Rage Radio, don't forget to check out the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. If you're just listening to us, you know, on your Spotify, or absolutely, that's totally cool, too. But if you, you can hear us on Rock Rage Radio as well. Um, if you're listening on Rock Rage Radio, uh, check us out in our other places, too, because we have a total back uh, log of, of podcasts. We're on, I think this is uh, this is episode 723 or something like that. Yeah. Something like um, that. So I, wow. got a, I got a shit ton of podcasts out there. So um, you can find out more about that at, at uh, uh, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. You can get all the information there. Wolf's Customs for custom paint work or custom finishes or custom artwork done on your musical instrument. They do a great job. Tell them Ludini sent you. <laughs> All right, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. We'll figure that out. I was, I had a different, originally had a different plan for this week before Jeff Beck died. 
But I was like, I wanted to do a show about Jeff Beck at some point. Yep. Like, well, well, just do it out. Now, you missed Ronnie James Dio last week. Yeah, I know. That That was cool. That That was was fun. fun. That was a fun podcast. But the Penguins won, so I was okay with that. That's true. That's all that matters. (laughs) That's true. The gay Penguins matter. Hey, 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 hey. I know you don't like sports, but stop that. By gay, I mean, like, I don't mean anything. I don't mean anything by that. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. It's no offense. No offense. Guys, have a great week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah. 3 a.m. on the tour.